Hello, everybody. My name is Eric. My name is Nick. And today we're going to be talking about the Cincinnati Bengals before the preseason. Um, Nick, I got a question for you. I'm going to ask this question, and I want you to reciprocate the same question back to me. Uh, if you could describe the upcoming season in one word, how would you describe it? Showtime, I guess. Showtime. It's time for... Um time for the coaches to show something to us mm-hmm. i think this is their last shot now what, what what's your word uh interesting <laughs> i think it's going to be an interesting year why is that I, well a lot of a lot of things could possibly happen this year so it's i'm i'm not like sold on anything just yet um so i think we should kind of elaborate why we feel the way that we do we're a couple we're recording this on the 3rd of august so we're a couple uh practices in maybe about a week or so uh since training camp started um kind of heard a lot of different things from a lot of different places nick what have you heard so far um i've been hearing all kinds of things but overall i've been hearing a lot of positivity from the the defense yeah I've heard the same. That's kind of surprising. Yeah, I've heard the secondary's been doing really well, actually. Um, which, yeah, is surprising since on the offensive side, supposedly our best um, our best group is in the receiving group, right? Yeah. And quarterback, obviously. But I heard Burrow's been having some, some rough time so far. Well, he is coming off on a majorly repaired knee. It's possible that he may actually not be 100%. And he may not be like, like he may be physically like legit to play, but he may not be like his best form. Um, I actually went down to the free practice that they had at Paul Brown Stadium on Saturday, the first, and I gotta say, oh wait, no, not the first, the thirty-first. My, my bad. <laughs> I don't even know my days. <laughs> Way wrong. Uh, so I went down there uh, with my dad. It was a free practice. Um, and I and I swear to you, I I truly believe in my whole heart that there were more fans. I've been to football games that had less fans than uh, the free uh, training camp. How many people do you think were there? I mean, if I had to estimate, it was probably at least ten thousand. Like the whole the whole bottom section was almost filled up. Um, and then of course there's people walking around and you know getting in, standing in line at um you know vendors and there were kids doing their face paintings and of course the team shop so there was there was a lot of people down there like i was like shocked to see how many because this is like the third time i've done this and it was it's never been that that crowded yeah i imagine there's a lot of excitement you know it was free um you know after covid where people are finally able to go out and do things again they still weren't able to do autograph. It was per like the NFL's rules over related to the coronavirus that players weren't allowed weren't allowed to interact with fans, uh, so they couldn't do any autograph signings or anything, which is like a big part. I think a lot of people like doing that, but unfortunately, that was not something that was available this year, which I'm well, sure will come back next year. Well, that makes sense. I know they have a lot of COVID um, rules in place so that nobody catches anything. Oh yeah, I think they're going to be a lot better off this year than they were last year. Um, I, I think COVID's been talked to death, so we don't need to go into all those details. But um, uh, things that I saw, I primarily focused on the offense. So 
I was always watching like the quarterback and where the ball was headed. That's kind of how I watched football to begin with. I know you're a more defensive minded person, so you probably would have focused on that. Um, and obviously they've upgraded the offensive line quite a bit with, I guess, a handful of new starters. Um, Trey Hopkins is returning from injury. Um, Riley Reef is a new tackle. Um, Jackson Carmen supposedly I think is the starting guard. I don't exactly remember who. It, it's also I don't know all the, the players' numbers yet, so I don't like the, the new ones I should say. So I don't know who's playing where and when. But um, it seemed to me they weren't getting a whole lot of push on run plays, and they weren't keeping the pocket as clean as I would have liked to see them. Um, yeah, on eleven on eleven drills. I think it's gonna take them a while to play well together. Um, and I heard yeah. Spain was ahead of Carmen right now. Okay, again, I don't know the numbers, so I don't. I may have, you know, just assumed that Carmen was starting. Um, so wait, let's let's kind of. I got this is kind of for my personal. Uh, so who are the starting? What's the starting line right now? Is it? I think Williams, it's Spain, Williams, Cifilo, Hopkins, Spain, and then Reef. Okay. Uh, then I may have just misassumed some stuff. Again, I wasn't. I don't know all the numbers, so I don't know who was who. Sure. Like I know they they I they did secondary drills right in front of us, so they uh, they did all the starters. And I know like Von Bell and Jesse Bates. I know their numbers, but I don't know like uh, who the new players were. So I kind of like okay, who is this and who? I guess these are the starting corners, and so I wasn't entirely sure who was who uh, in that regard. I sound like a terrible fan. <laughs> I don't know all the players. Uh, I mean, number. it's you know, a lot of these guys aren't even going to be here, so it's, right, it's not worth it yet. Right. So I didn't, I numbers. didn't see as clean of a pocket as I would have liked to see. Um, I didn't see a, not, a whole lot of push on the offensive line. They they ran a lot of outside run stretch plays tosses, so they really wanted to push it to the outside. I don't know if we have the best speed players to do that. Um, I know that like, you know, Joe Mixon's fast, but I I think those plays really really succeed if you have somebody who's like lightning quick. And I don't think we've really had that since Chio was probably a rookie. Yeah, and and you really need, you know, flexible guards and tackles that can seal that edge. Um, I I I don't know if we're strong enough there either. And it's possible too that maybe the D line had improved a lot, and they were they were really getting that push um, to stop those outside run plays. Um, yeah, that's the thing. It's kind of hard to tell until you play another team, right? Because um, it's like you're you're one on one. Plus, they weren't even wearing full pads or doing tackle drills or going 100 percent yet. Right. Um, some things I saw that I kind of liked. Uh, I I do like the concept of more outside runs. Uh, they did a whole lot of uh, screen. Uh, with running backs and tight ends, so I I, I do appreciate that. Um, I thought that um, obviously the younger guys like Jamar Chase and um, oh my God T Higgins, uh, they both <laughs> looked really well in camp. I don't know, I can't believe I forgot his name for a split second. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both looked really well in camp. That's good. Uh, I did think some of the uh, like Tyler Boyd is played as well as expected. Um, I do think that they ought to kind of rethink who should be the fourth, fifth, and maybe even sixth receivers because I thought – like, Auden Tate's probably locked in. Um, 
But I did like number 16, Trenton Irwin. He made a lot of nice plays. I did like number 17, Stanley Morgan. He made some nice catches. Uh, I think they like Trent Taylor, who was a free agent signing from another team, I believe. Uh, yeah, he was with the San Francisco 49ers. Um, he kind of reminded me in size and stature of like a Wes Walker or even a Jordan Shipley. All right. Um, I, I'd be surprised if uh, Auden Tate doesn't make the roster. I would too, but I'm kind of playing devil's advocate here. Um, I think Mike Thomas would be the most likely cut from there if it, like of the ones that were playing last year. Yeah, I I don't see a good reason to keep him on. Uh, I don't think he's been that great, and I think that they got some nice talent. Uh, outside of him, but I think he has a really good connection with Burrow, so they might keep him on for that. Overall, would you say you were disappointed by the offense or impressed? I I, I wouldn't say. I think the the terms disappointed and uh, impressed are two extremes of a um, spectrum. I would probably say just a little bit cautious. I will say they did look a little bit better as practice went on. Uh, when they started, they didn't look as good as how they finished. But um, that's just kind of how I saw it. So I think as time goes on and they get more practice reps together and uh, they actually play games, I know Burrow's probably not going to play in the preseason, but if the rest of the unit can play together, uh, I think that um, they'll be better week one. And they will benefit with having a uh, preseason this year. How did Burrow look? Was he confident? He looked confident. He his throws looked good um, in both drills and eleven on eleven. There were a couple times where, I I swear I think he uh, was forced to run probably more than I want to. So he had to move up in the pocket and he didn't do any like uh, like run design plays, but they kind of like, you know, I mean they're not really gonna tackle him. Right. Um, I I thought he had a couple incompletions and he had one. That was ended up tipped and was intercepted by a linebacker, I believe, or maybe a safety. Um, but overall, it's it's kind of really hard to evaluate him given that he is coming off major surgery. Yeah, and something that I think a lot of people have to consider is his rookie year was cut short. So, especially early in the, into this season, he's still going to be playing like a rookie. I think. I think That's kind of what I complained about when he got hurt. It was like, okay, now he's missing, you know, the rest of the year. He could be playing, getting that experience. Now he's kind of like working with a half year of experience. Yeah, I think it's putting too much pressure on him to say to, to think that he's going to perform like a second-year player. Yeah. And we do have a tremendously awful uh, history of uh, rookie number first-round picks not playing their first year. So that's just how it goes with us. That's uh, pretty annoying, actually. Yeah, I, I did read somewhere that we are, like, the worst since 2012. I think we are the worst team in terms of, like, key injuries. Like, we have the most loss wins above replacement um, by any team since 2012, which would make sense. We lost a lot of good players in key seasons. Uh, so that it comes as no surprise there. I don't know yeah. if it's just bad luck or if it's just, you know um, – if it actually is something like we don't condition the coaches don't condition their players enough, like who knows? 
Yeah, I, I think that that is what it comes down to. It's just bad luck. There's only so much conditioning can do, you know. Yeah, and some a lot of the injuries are all been like a lot of them been really freak injuries. Right. Um, you can go down the list, but yeah, it's it seemed very weird. Um, I'm just hoping we can have, you know, a, a decent season. You know, I, I I don't I don't need us to win. You know, I don't need us to go to the playoffs. Um, I would just like to see some solid wins, you know, be competitive in every game. Yeah. Um, I think last year we were comp- a lot more competitive than the previous year, but um, we just we still haven't been able to get as many wins as I would like to see. Cause it's, right. Some of those games are really close, you know. Yeah, they came out with a couple really nice solid wins. Obviously, the Titans game was a, a good win. Uh, the Steelers game was a good win. Yep. Um, but still – you know, a lot of blowouts. I'm not going to really count the back end of the year solely due to Burrow's injury, but, um, you know, they, they played competitive against, they should have won the Colts game. They should have won the Cleveland game. Uh, they got blown out by the Ravens. They should have won the Philly game. The first two games were pretty close. So they got, they definitely looked better than they did in 2019. So I kind of just wonder, like, you know, like you said, it's kind of make or break. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much more of a leash you give Zach Taylor, you know. So we're going to save going through each of the games of the year for a later episode. But to touch on it real quick, if you look at the schedule, I think the first half doesn't look too bad. The back end's going to be really rough. Uh, I think it's going to be hard to say right now. I think the first half is still going to be rough. There are some tough ones. They have to go to Pittsburgh. Green Bay's coming to town. Um, they have to go to the Lions, which Ford Field has been horrendous for us in our injury history. Minnesota's still going to be hard. Yeah. Um, they got Cleveland and Baltimore. They got all, well, all three in the first half and then the other three division games in the back end. I th- Just looking at, you know, from an overall view, I think the schedule is pretty – difficult looking but again i haven't seen any of the teams play I, i'd really like to see um watch some of the preseason games see where things are i think it starts this week doesn't it it starts on the 14th so it's actually the week after the for our first game is the 14th of august no when does the preseason start yeah the 14th of, that's our first game is the first of august no i'm talking about in general i think i, I want to see other teams too it's hard to judge oh. your team only watching your team I thought you meant us. I don't know when the other teams start. I just know our initial preseason yeah, game. The first game the is the fifth, so. Okay. I'll get to watch a few oh, more that's games the, starting that's then. Oh, that's the Canton. Uh, the first the first game of the preseason is always that Hall of Fame game. Yeah. Uh, where just only two teams play. I don't know who plays it this year, but uh, those two teams will have four games and everyone else will have three. Dallas and Pittsburgh. Mm, that'll be a fun one to watch. It'll be a bunch of bottom tier string but you know teams that i hate um what game are we gonna watch together you said the fourth the one on the 14th well we're gonna watch the i think we should watch the 14th one together and then i want to go to there's a handful of games i want to go to uh, jacksonville on the thursday night should be fun green bay on the 10 should be a lot of fun too um i'd like to travel for a game but i don't know if there's any of them that are worth traveling out to or that are close enough that are you know worth going up to yeah, Thursday one sounds fun. Um, 
we might have to move our plan to the the twentieth one on Friday, but uh, we can talk about that. Yeah, we'll we'll save that one for later. Um, let's see. So okay, talking about the schedule. I know Mike Brown had made a comment recently. I don't remember the exact quote, but he said that I'm paraphrasing here, but the team is 75% Zach Taylor's and he constructed most of the roster. You know, there's only a handful of players uh, that weren't brought in that came over from the Marvin Lewis era. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he's basically saying, you know, make or break. He can make, you know, as a coach, you can kind of blame prior management all you want, but at the same time, you got to eventually start proving yourself. And I think Mike Brown's probably serious. Like, look, I'm going to give you one more shot at this. And then if you don't prove that you can win, you're out the door. Uh, What do you feel that they have to do this year, both record wise and like conceptually for him to stay on? I I think they'd have to break even. And I think they'd have to beat a winning team, at least one winning team. Okay. Where how do you feel about where their like offense or defense would have to rank for them to keep keep him on? I I don't think it matters. I think the wins are all that matters. Okay. So it conceptually, if they're not as like, bottom third, but they end up with a decent amount of wins, do you think that'll keep them on? I think so. I mean, the only thing Mike Brown cares about is getting, you know, selling tickets. So if there's enough. Um, you know, if there's enough to show that next year things are going to get better, people are still going to keep going to games. It will be interesting to see, uh, from a standpoint like a the business side, like how many, like how attendance will do because 2019 they were the worst team. Um, I I don't I think I'm not going to really count 2020 solely because of COVID. Kind of hard to tell, but you know they're opening up full capacity this year, so it'll be interesting to see how they rank and. Obviously, with us in Cincinnati, uh, our sports in general, if you have a winning team, the fans will come to see you. So uh, I, it's, it's, only, it's only as a product of how well you're doing. Um, so the better they are, the more fans will see. So that I, I kind of want to see how that plays out. Um, that was kind of a ramble. but <laughs> Sure, but we also have uh-huh. Joe Burrow now. Um, and he's getting a lot of attention, you know, nationwide. Uh, dude, when I, so look, when, when I was down there, I saw a lot of Burrow jerseys. I bet. Um, more than like it was like more than any other player. And you know, so in previous years, you go down and like like Chad Johnson and Carson Palmer, you'd see a lot of those, and you'd see like a Hoos jersey here or there. And then you would like even a couple of years ago, you'd see Dalton and Green jerseys. But it's like it's like vast, vast amount of Burrow compared to any other player on the team. Yeah. Makes sense to me. And he's like the next next hope. And I believe he's but I think even more than like either of those two. Like it he definitely is the next hope. And I believe he's like top ten in jersey sales so far this year. Um, which is great. We I don't think we ever get a player in a top ten for jersey sales. Oh he's top ten. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, national. Yeah, um, I saw I saw some different things of him being different places. I saw as high as fourth. I saw as high as ninth. So I don't know who runs those numbers, but either way, he's in. He was on a couple lists. I saw. Yeah, either way, he's a pretty popular player. So I'm gonna answer my own question. 
that I posed to you a minute ago, <laughs> I would probably speculate. I don't know. It's kind of a weird way to phrase that. You do but phrase things very weirdly. I am one though. I'm I am one to make weird phrases. <laughs> um, I had a whole history of doing that. I would speculate that if, and a lot of people are saying that they anticipate them winning about eight games this year. I think that's a stretch, but I do think if they win eight games and they are competitive, and they do play some of the tougher teams really well, like if they if they for some reason beat Kansas City or even like come close to beating Kansas City, I think that would almost lock in his job for at least one more year. And I believe he is in a contract year. Uh, Zach Taylor. That would make sense. It's it's his third year, right? So. Yeah. Um. So like like I said at the beginning, interesting. I think this this is going to be a very interesting year. Uh, the defense is almost completely different from when it was Marvin Lewis. Almost outside of what Hubbard and Jesse Bates, I believe those are only two remaining starters. That's um, pretty crazy. Yeah, in just a short time, everybody has changed. If you remember, like, Geno Atkins and, and Carlos Dunlap were starters from pretty much 2011 onwards, I think. So to think that – and there was a lot of players that we had uh, that stuck around, but to think that, you know, like I said, two players that are starters uh, from the previous administration only three years ago, the entire defense is brand new. So who's gonna who who knows how they're gonna play? Yeah, I mean it, it's gonna be, and this is really gonna be a test for the coach to see how he can bring in these all these new pieces and get them to play well together. Yeah, it. I mean, think about like all the all the players they gotta make gel together. You know. Oh, one thing I was kind of disappointed to see when I went down there. I didn't. Uh, Trey Hendrickson didn't didn't play. He was on the bench. I think he was. He didn't have his helmet on. I didn't see him on the field. He, he had his jersey on, but I don't think I saw him doing any drills. He may have had a slight injury. I don't know if he's missing time or not. But hopefully he doesn't, because that was a pretty big signing. Uh, I heard he. I heard he practiced today. I heard he got a pick today, actually. Oh wow. don't see D lineman getting picked too often. Yeah, not really a good good sign that we're getting picked by D line, but you know, who knows? Yeah. I didn't see what so it was. <laughs> likewise. I, I saw some things like um like I saw some footage today of T Higgins making a really nice one handed grab. Uh when they were doing red zone drills. He had a really nice touchdown grab from Burrow, I think, on I believe it was from Burrow on Saturday. Um I think uh, Jamar Chase made some really nice plays. Um, I'll tell you what, to kind of, if I can ramble for a second, uh, some of these like offensive players are just, are just like built like Joe Mixon. He was like, he had like, he was wearing like, like tight tights on his, on his leg. And you could still see the definition of like his calves and his thighs. And it was like, wow, dude, you gotta be like really in shape to do that. And Chase's legs were huge. Like you think of like Chad Johnson, AJ Green, they were skinny dudes. This guy is like he is muscular. That's my that's my ramble for the week. <laughs> <laughs> You're really locking in on these players' physiques, huh? I wouldn't say that. I'm just saying <laughs> that I appreciate that they're in very good shape. Let's talk about them kickers for a second. <laughs> what have you heard? I haven't heard anything about the kickers, honestly. 
Oh, really? I heard they've been going back and forth. I think they like. I think they're leaning a little bit towards that McPherson that they drafted. Um, hey, we're leaning I, towards the guy we drafted. That's weird. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, I think he's only missed one. As I think, as of maybe before today, he only missed one kick, and that was a sixty-yarder. So that's not bad here. I think the uh, Shybert has been competitive, but I don't think he's. You know, I I could be dead wrong. Who knows what they're gonna you know do? I I do hope they stick with the player they drafted. I think it's really gonna be up to performance in in the actual games. Kicking is so important. Um, yeah. You know, real game feel is going to be completely different than practice. Yeah. And I kind of wonder, speaking of, pre- you know, the actual games, is it, it, the pre, you know, we kind of rag on the preseason. The preseason is kind of nice to see, you know, the players who are going to be the depth and see how good they are. You really get a feel of how good your team is if your depth's pretty good. I like the preseason. I like watching the the position battles and you get to see some cool cool stuff by people trying to fight for their um place on the team you know yeah uh i usually go into the games where they played the colts the last preseason game those are always fun although i don't think that's a thing now that they cut the fourth preseason game i don't think we're going to be doing that anymore (laughs) i don't think i've ever been to a preseason game actually i've been to quite a quite a bit uh they're they are fun um, kind of going back to players, however, what do you feel about what have you heard about the running backs? Um, also haven't heard much outside of Mixon, really. He had he had a really nice run, uh, an outside run he took for seventy yards on the Saturday practice. Um, I've I've heard that Travion Williams has been playing really well, which I know you really like him. Yeah, I liked him out of college and. He's he's crafty. It's it's going to be really interesting to see who they keep from the six running backs that are currently on the team. Obviously, they're going to keep Joe Mixon. I would assume they're going to keep P. Ryan, although I don't particularly think P. Ryan's skill set kind of works in today's NFL. Um, but they drafted Chris Evans, undrafted free agent Puka Williams, Travion Williams from a couple years ago. Uh, Jock S. Patrick is still with the team. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking Chris Evans is probably gonna gonna make the roster. Um I think it's gonna be Evans, Pirine, and Williams, depending on who can play special teams. I I, I just don't yeah. see Puka staying. He's he's really small right now. I, um mm-hmm. I don't think he's built for the NFL. I think he's gotta put on some weight. Well there's always the practice squad for that. Try again next year. He's a rookie. Yeah. Um, I I do think Chris Evans, his build and, and size, kind of remind me of um, Giovanni Bernard. Um, even though even though Bernard's smaller and um, less heavy, they, it just the body type. Uh, it doesn't help that they're wearing the same number too. <laughs> they're both twenty five. Playing with their head uh, a bit there. Yeah, I know, right? But I don't know. That's a tough question. I'm a good thing I don't have to make these kind of decisions. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait to see them actually play. You know, preseason games. Um, this is like this is the most like for this is like the best time of the year for football fans because this is like maximum hype. You know, yeah, before like, you, you go through down. the 
<laughs> before you get let down. I was I was talking to a buddy of mine, and he was like, I'm saying about eight wins. And I'm like, okay. He's like, what about you? And I'm like, I'm thinking like four or five. He's like, oh, really, man? How can you say that? And I'm like, I don't know, dude. He's like, well, is it just because you've been disappointed before and you don't want to be let down? And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I mean, really, uh, it's so easy to get hyped up when you you know get new players. You get all these news reports that from camp that things are going well. And it's yeah, like, oh, this year is going to be the year. Yeah, you think, oh, like these, these, and you're listening to other Bengals fans, and they say, like, oh, this player does really good in camp, and then you never hear from them. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, everything's so different once you get up to game speed. You know, it's one thing oh, playing yeah. against players you've been practicing with for a few months versus, you know, players you've never seen on the field before. Right. I do hope, kind of like you, you kind of alluded to this earlier, that I hope the offensive line gels together better than what it has so far. Um, I really, I really want to see him keep a clean pocket, and I do hope that Burrow, what kind of the criticism I think we kind of gave him last year is he kind of held on to the ball too long at a couple points, um, and probably took a couple more sacks than he should have if he had just you know thought to let go of the ball. Maybe he'll, you know get a little bit better doing check downs or maybe the, even like the play design of including more check downs um, would really benefit the team as a whole. If he's not, you know, his back on the grass. Yeah. I mean, if we want to protect him, we've got to do that more. He's, he's just got to get rid of the ball. I, I don't think the offensive line is going to improve enough to um, prevent some of that scrambling that he does. I think he's just going to have to learn how to get rid of the ball. Yeah. Um. Well, how do you feel about them tight ends? Uh, I really haven't heard much. Um, I was hoping to see some of uh, Daddy's Moss in the in the preseason, though. He's probably the one I'm most interested in. Yeah. Just just because you know he has history with Burrow and he's son of a famous NFL player. So. Yeah, I told my dad that he didn't even believe me. Believe him about which one. <laughs> I was like that. I'm like Thaddeus Moss. You know, it's Randy Moss's kid, right? And he goes, "Oh, is it really?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "No way." <laughs> it is. <laughs> it really is. Um, yeah, because I don't. I think Drew Sample is kind of like not a whole lot of spark or pizzazz that come from him. His stats aren't very good. Um, we both like Uzama, but he is coming off Achilles surgery. Although I, I heard it went really well. That's good. I think he's definitely the best one on the team, but yeah, who knows coming back from surgery. Yeah, especially with like that, um, how bad Achilles injuries can be for players. Although, like Leon Hall recovered from two Achilles injuries and still played for a couple more years after that. Yeah, I think it's it's harder for people that need to to cut a lot, and it's, you know, it's not it's not too bad for tight ends. I think running backs are the would be hurt the most from that injury. Yeah. Running backs or wide receivers. Yeah. But probably more so running backs. Yeah, with corners, you're, you're mostly backing up and running sprints. You're not cutting at all as a corner. Uh, is there anything else you would like to talk about? Uh, I think that covers it all for now. I'm just uh, I'm excited to see some, some game action now. Yeah. Like I said, this is the most exciting part of the year <laughs> before you get let down horribly. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully not let down too bad this year. We'll see. 
Yeah. Well, I think by the end of the preseason, we'll have a good amount of information of how the team's going to do. Uh, we'll have our thoughts on how the season will go through. We'll break down the schedule. Talk about position players that got cut and who we should keep, et cetera, et cetera. But until then, uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, you guys have a good rest of your day.